Morning has fallen upon Augustus, Illinois. At Colin and Emma's home in the living room, Colin enters the room on his crutches. He is trying his best to wheel in a suitcase as Emma enters the room and rushes up to him. Oh, honey, I wish you would have let me take care of the luggage. Or, I mean, or even her driver could have. It's fine, Emma. I can certainly wheel a bag from one location to the next. I just don't want you to strain yourself, okay? And I'm sure that your doctor would agree with me on that one. I'm sure he would, too. <laughs> anyway, we better get going if we want to say goodbye to our moms and Connor. Oh, certainly. But just let me grab my purse. Sounds good. Our adventure awaits. At the Bay Ridge Hotel in Andrew's suite, Andrew is sitting at the desk talking on his burner cell phone. Don't worry, Gunner. Everything's taken care of, and no one can trace anything back to me or even you. Look, I gotta go. I'll talk to you later. Andrew then hangs up from the call and leans back in his desk chair, smiling mischievously. At the Tasty Bean Cafe in the main area, Caitlin is standing at the coffee bar stirring some creamer into her cup of coffee. Once finished, she turns around and is about to walk over to a table when she sees Skye. Skye is standing over a booth working on some signs for the protest as Caitlin walks up to her. Caitlin leans over Skye's shoulder to read one of the signs. Stop the demolition. Save the neighborhood. That's a good one. Oh, hey, Caitlin. Hi. I take it that you've been working on these signs for the protests for a long time now? Just a few hours. What's it to you, anyway? Wow. Here I thought I'd just be friendly about a good cause. Sorry to intrude. No, I'm sorry. After all I've done, you were just being nice to me. But I went ahead and bit your head off. I'm sorry. It's okay. And after the way Lincoln treated me when it came to this protest, I've just been in quite a terrible mood. What do you mean, Skye? What did Lincoln say to you about the protest? Well, I tried to get her involved. Look, I don't care about the history we all share. None of that matters to me right now. She didn't want any part of it, however. She just... I, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Skye. I, I love your mom. You know that. I love this neighborhood too. I'll be happy to help you with anything concerning the protest. Yet, I'm not going to badmouth my girlfriend. We're past that sky. No, you're right. I got it. And thank you so much for wanting to help out. I will send you an email soon with further instructions on how to get involved. Okay? That'd be great. Have a good day, Sky. You too. Caitlin walks off as Sky smiles on at her. 
On the Harper private jet, Melanie and Steven sit down across from one another in their leatherback jet seats. Man, it was so nice of Elaine to let us borrow the Harper jet. It's even more nice for the airport to offer you a full refund on your tickets. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, if I'm being honest, however, she wasn't completely pleased that I was allowing you to come on this trip with me. Really don't blame her, Mel. I, I get where she's coming from. And I get why I'm not her most favorite person in the world. And she doesn't even know the half of it. Exactly. Um, speaking of which, I, I did leave the note with Elaine, and, and she has put the note in the limo that Colin and Emma are going to be using to get to the airport. You sure you're ready to deal with the fallout, though? I mean, when we return to town, nothing will ever be the same. I know. But you know, this was the right thing to do, Stephen. I had to do this. I know. I know. And I will support you in any way possible. Same here. At Leslie's penthouse in the living room, Leslie enters the room just as Nicholas is putting his T-shirt on. <clears throat> Good morning. Morning. I I hope the couch was... Um... It, it, it was fine. Thank you for letting me stay the night here. I was in no condition to drive after all the drinks we had. It's okay, Nicholas. Well, I better get going. I N No, wait. What's up? At least let me make you some coffee, okay? Okay. Thanks. Sure thing. Leslie walks off just as Nicholas retrieves his cell phone from his pants pocket. He then dials a number and puts the phone up to his ear. Hey, it's me. I need to speak with inmate 0552349. Thank you. Nicholas waits a moment for the call to connect, but as he does, Leslie is seemingly standing around the corner. She's about to enter the room when she sees that Nicholas is on a cell phone call. She then hangs back. Hey, Mom. It's me. Do you have a moment to speak? It's urgent. I promised that I wouldn't have called if it wasn't. Leslie continues to hang back, but she's very confused by the call that Nicholas is making. He lied to me? His mom isn't dead. Why the hell would he lie about such a thing? That bastard! Leslie, who is angered by the situation, ultimately walks off to the kitchen. Don't worry, Mom. I've got her right where I want her. Everything is going to plan. I can promise you that. At JJ's apartment in the living room, JJ and Antoine enter the room, having come from the door. Thank you for coming by. No problem. I'm actually glad that you invited me over here. I haven't heard much of you since we all got back into town. I know. I'm sorry about that. I truly am, Antoine. <laughs> Do you mean that? What? Excuse me? Well, I'm just... I'm just not sure you're capable of producing any sort of feeling for me. After all, while we were in your hometown, I was introduced as nothing more than your 
friend. Antoine, really? Come on. No, you come on, JJ. What the hell do you want from me? Is this really happening right now? <laughs> you best believe it is. I've been meaning to have this talk with you for a while now. And, well, I guess there's truly no time like the present. You know, I'm actually glad that you brought up how I introduced you. It has been on my mind for a while now. Then what the hell is that supposed to mean? It means that I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. Okay, and what is that apology supposed to mean to me? I mean, we've been together for a long time now, JJ, and I feel like we go in circles. Yes, I, I practically ghosted you for a minute, but we've built up so much since then. We've even went away together for a weekend out of town. So I just want to know, you know, what, what is holding us back? What has you stopping from committing to me? I guess, I guess I'm just scared of commitment. I came from a world where my parents did not stick it out with one another. They didn't have this amazing life together. I guess I was just doomed from the start when it comes to love. Antoine, look at me. I guess I would never be the man you want me to be or need me you, to be. Jesus, you are the man I want. Don't you see that? And it's gotta count for something, right? Don't you love me, JJ? Or are you too afraid to say that? Am I nothing more to you than someone you can introduce as your friend? No, you do mean more to me than just that. And of course, how I introduce you, but what? Damn, Antoine, I don't know what the point of talking is anymore. I can't explain what I feel for you in words. JJ rushes up to Antoine and kisses him passionately. There, does that show you how much I care for you, baby? Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, JJ, listen. It's gonna take a lot more than you just kissing me to make me see that you want something from this relationship. God. I, you know, I, I think we just need to take a break from one another. A good, long break. Late afternoon has now come to Augustus. Back at the Bay Ridge Hotel in Christopher's suite, Isabella enters the suite, brushing past Christopher, Christopher then turns around and goes to her. What brings you by, Isabella? I was hoping we could finish our conversation from last night. You know, we never even got a chance to talk before I was called to the office to deal with an emergency for Colin Harper. But I am here now, and we need to talk about this, Christopher. Isabella, do we really have to talk about this? You have the divorce papers. I'm giving you half of everything, and I'm staying here. That's not changing. For heaven's sake, I, I start my new job at Memorial Hospital tomorrow. I don't have time to deal with your fantasies of us getting back together. Fantasies? You're my husband. This is not a fantasy. It's only reality. Christopher, for whatever reason, you wanted to abandon me. Really? You don't think there was a reason for what I did? There's always a reason. Oh yeah? What's the reason? I found out about you rekindling your affair with Thomas Chandler. You know, the one you told me you broke off after I forgave you for the first round? How did you find out? What a great question. 
You see, your behavior was becoming so suspect before I left on my trip here. I just couldn't get over this feeling I had. So I hired a private investigator to follow you around. Just be lucky you're getting half of my hard work. Christopher, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I bet you are. Now get the hell out of my hotel room. I never want to see you again. Got it, Isabella? Yeah, I, I got it. At Danielle's loft in the living room, Danielle is sitting on the couch, holding her diamond necklace in hand. She then becomes very deep in thought and flashes back. Now, if she truly got those earrings as a gift, then why do they match the necklace that I have? Given how rare this jewelry set was that was given to my mom, I find that odd. Upon coming out of her thoughts, Danielle stands from the couch and goes to the door. JJ, hey! Hey, sis. Uh, what are you doing here? I have to speak to you about something rather important. Okay, um, what's up? Danielle, ever since we came back from our trip to Linwood, something has been bugging me. Okay, what exactly? The fact that at one point we left you alone in the house and it took you a really long time to come outside. So I just want to know, what were you doing alone in that house? Back on the Harper private jet, Melanie is looking through a pamphlet on the drug trial that she will become a patient of in Germany. So, what do you think of this whole drug trial? Well, the pamphlet is easing my nerves, to tell you the truth. I'm glad the hospital in Germany sent it over before we left Augustus. Melanie takes off her reading glasses and puts the pamphlet and her glasses on the table in front of her. Are you ready for what's going to happen to you? I think so. Well, we'll be there in about eight hours. Yeah, I think I should probably get some sleep in the meantime. The doctor who runs the trial said it would be good if I was well rested by the time we land in Germany. After all, as soon as these wheels hit the ground, it'll be nonstop from there. Sounds like a good idea. Can I get you a blanket? Oh, gosh, no thanks. It's plenty warm in here. Melanie reaches under her seat and grabs a pillow. Okay, have a good sleep. Melanie closes her eyes as Stephen smiles at her. He then stares out of the jet window. At the central grill in the dining area, Isabella is sitting at the bar drinking a glass of wine. As she wipes away a few tears, thinking about the fight that she had endured with Christopher, Alex suddenly takes a seat next to her at the bar. I'll take a beer, please. The bartender nods to Alex and begins to get him a beer and a glass. Alex then looks over and sees that Isabella is lightly crying. Miss... Miss, are, are you alright? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I just have had a bad day, you know? One of those where everything starts out okay. But then something unexpected comes crashing down on you. Exactly. I certainly know all about those days. I'm Alex Bennett, by the way. 
Nice to meet you. I'm Isabella Reed. Alex and Isabella shake hands just as the bartender puts a beer in front of Alex. I have to say, I don't quite recognize you. Are you from around here? Oh, not at all. I'm actually from Colorado. Denver, to be exact. Oh, Denver. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I've been there before. My ex-wife has a cousin who lives up there. Or I guess I should say lived up there. He's come back to town and has decided to stay. He's a cool guy. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Is the man you're talking about a man by the name of Christopher Marshall? Yeah. How'd you know? I'm his wife, but I guess he never really took the time to mention me. To be fair, Leslie was estranged from her cousin for a while because of Christopher's dad, Gregory Marshall. Yeah, whatever. You know, he wants a divorce. I've never even met his family, and he wants a divorce. Why is that? Sure, go ahead, ask, even though you never knew that I was even in the picture. Hey, you don't have to tell me anything. I just thought that maybe I could be sympathetic towards your situation, given the fact that I just went through a divorce as well. You're right. You were just trying to be nice. Christopher and I are getting a divorce because I had an affair, so because of that... He comes out the hero, and I'm forever tarnished. I've been right where you are. I had an affair, Isabella. I broke Leslie's heart into a million pieces. And then I tried to heal our relationship, doing one thing or another. We came so close, but... Are you trying to tell me that some things just aren't meant to be? That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. Not everything is meant to be even when we think we can save it. I can tell that Christopher still loves me. I know he does. I know that I can also win him back. I'll be damned if I'll let another woman have my husband. Isabella, I'm just speaking from experience. I guess I'll just have to wait and see how things play out before I make my final decision on whether I'm going to let Christopher have a stupid divorce or not. Back at Leslie's penthouse in the living room, Nicholas is now gone from the penthouse. Leslie, meanwhile, is sitting on the couch, looking at a photograph of she and her son, Aiden. I so badly want someone who's going to be the right man for me. And someone who is also going to be the right man to let around my son. But I'm not going to let a man lie to me once again for months on end. So, Nicholas Larson. What is your story? And why did you lie to me? Back at Danielle's loft in the living room, JJ and Danielle are now standing across from one another. JJ, it was nothing, okay? I just needed some time alone to reflect on the situation in private. You got your, t your time to be alone. I needed mine. Is that such a bad thing? No, it isn't. Danielle, I know you. You're my sister. Hell, I even know you better than you know yourself. Really? Is that so? Yes. Look, I know you're keeping something from me. I can sense it. And I don't, I don't want you to lie to me, okay? I just want the truth and nothing but. There has already been enough secrets between us already. 
JJ, don't push something where there's nothing, okay? If there was a secret out there that I knew of, then I would have told you about it already. Are you really being honest with me? Yes! That's because I already know what secrets have done to us. I know what they've done to a family. I really do hope you're telling me the truth, sis. I meant what I said. Okay, sorry for snapping at you. It's okay. I'm just, I've been thinking about Linwood nonstop since we left. And with everything going on with Antoine. You just need a break. Right, that's one way of putting it. Look, why don't you go out and get some fresh air, okay? Then when you have a cooler mindset, we can have a real talk about what you're feeling, okay? Okay, sis. JJ walks off. I really hope he can calm down. I really hope I can get some answers that I need. Danielle walks over to the coffee table and picks up her phone. She then scrolls through her contacts until she gets to a contact that reads, Mom. At the Harper Mansion in the living room, Caitlin, Elaine, Lucinda, Colin, and Emma all enter the room. Again, I cannot thank you all enough for taking care of Connor while Colin and I go on our honeymoon. It truly means everything to me. Emmy, the pleasure is ours. I'm so glad you two stopped by before you headed off to Greece. I was just dying to see the two of you post-wedding. And Colin, honey, I am so happy to see that you're doing okay on those crutches. I am, Mom, truly. It took me a lot to get to where I am right now, and a lot of sneaking around with my sis here in order to plan that surprise for the wedding. Caitlin and Colin smile over at one another as Elaine looks at her wristwatch. Um, you know, we better get you two to the car. Uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm just going to go make sure all the bags are in the car. I'll come with you, darling. Thanks, Mom. Emma and Lucinda walk out of the room. Meanwhile, outside of the Harper Mansion, Andrew is standing by the limo, checking his watch. Tick. Tock. Emma, your time is almost up. And I guess it's time for me to make myself scarce. Andrew rushes off. Meanwhile, a few minutes later, still outside of the Harper Mansion, Emma and Lucinda are standing by the limousine. Mom, thank you for everything you've done for me. I love you. I really do. And despite our differences, you will forever be my baby girl. Oh, I know. Oh, Mom, we have been through so much. But I do want you to know that when I get back in town, I want us to have a fresh start. Okay. I would really love that. <laughs> then it's a deal. Yes, it most certainly is. I'm going to make sure that Colin is on his way out here. Gotta keep him in line. Definitely. <laughs> Lucinda smiles and walks off towards the door. Emma then gets into the limousine. 
wow. I can't believe that this is my life. My life. Emma then looks around the limousine and is about to grab a bottle of water when she sees an envelope with Colin's name on it. Hmm. Oh, I bet this is another surprise for the two of us. Emma smiles and opens the envelope. She then sees that it's a letter from Melanie. Oh, I wonder what Melanie has to say. Probably words of wisdom. Emma begins to read the letter, but she notices that this is probably something that she shouldn't have opened. Her expression turns from a smile to shock and confusion as she begins to read about how Colin Harper is actually Connor Langenfeld. Wait, wait, oh my god, wait, my husband isn't a- Before Emma can say another word, she looks out of her window and sees Elaine, Lucinda, Caitlin, and Colin coming outside. Emma then puts the letter into her purse, stuffing it down to the bottom. He can't know the truth. Oh my god, it would destroy him. Emma immediately puts a smile back on her face as Colin, Caitlin, Elaine, and Lucinda continue to laugh and smile. Emma then rolls down her window and looks out of it. Hey, Colin. Are you ready to go, baby? We don't want to be late, honey. Yeah, I'm ready. Colin looks over at Elaine, Lucinda, and Caitlin. Thank you guys for everything. Well, I better get going. I love all of you. Colin begins to head towards the limo. Bye, Mom. Bye, Elaine. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, honey. Goodbye, Emma. As Colin continues to make his way to the limo, Emma rolls up her window. Everyone is so happy to see Emma and Colin off to the airport for their honeymoon. They can feel the love between them and see how far they have come. Everything is going so well on this beautiful day. Meanwhile, inside the limo, the car begins to fill with smoke. The hell? A concerned Emma reaches for the door handle, but as she opens the door... Colin is thrown back by the limo suddenly exploding. Elaine, Lucinda, and Caitlin all fall to the ground as well, as fire and smoke come from the car that Emma was in. Among the fire, among the smoke, Colin looks up in horror. Emma! Oh my god! Emma! This has been Forever and a Day. Created by KCS Hutchison. Co-executive producer Candace Mack. Co-executive producer KCS Hutchison. Written by KCS Hutchison, Candace Mack, and Emmy Morgan. Consultant Tom Racina. Music and sound effects provided by Thessalian Studios and Soundstripe. The car explosion sound effect and debris sound effect provided by Blastwave FX. Theme song provided by Soundstripe. This episode starred Quinn Van Antwerp as Colin Harper, Gene Young as Emma Jensen Harper, Claire Statmuller as Lucinda Prescott, Elizabeth Von Isser as Elaine Harper, Lucretia Lyon as Caitlin Harper, Frank DeCopolis as Andrew Rutledge, 
Beth Ellers as Melanie Walters, Aaron Clark as Stephen Langenfeld, Kalia Davis as Leslie Marshall, Michael Norberg as Nicholas Larson, Tyler David as Alex Bennett, Ashley Stewart as Isabella Reed, Lance Guzman as Christopher Marshall, Darrell Anthony as Antoine Jeffries, Candace Mack as Danielle Frazier, with Sherard Jackson as Jesse J.J. Frazier, and Mackenzie Bell as Sky Parkhurst. Join us next Monday for an all-new episode of Forever and Today on Anchor, FAADseries.com, and wherever you get your podcast. This podcast was recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement.